Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Unpacking Organization, where Rupert and I discuss the topics that are close to our hearts, we're passionate about, and we try to unpack them together. Unpacking Organizations, the Practitioner's Podcast. Sponsored by OrgView. See tomorrow's business today. Today's podcast, I'm actually using Rupert as our subject. So we are going to unpack Rupert, his uh, motivations, what he has done so far, his achievements, his uh, perhaps his failures that he thinks about. And I just want our listeners to know Rupert better. So Rupert, hello and welcome. Hi. And thank you for doing this. Um, So... I am very much looking forward to having this discussion with you and having um, us to know you better. Are you ready? I'm probably not going to be ready, but let's let's go. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So as um, Rupert had done this for me, and uh, same, uh, we have not discussed these questions before, so Rupert may act surprised if I push him a little bit. So thank you, Rupert. So let me um, ask the first question that you have been an extremely successful uh, entrepreneur. You have, uh, you have opened your own companies. You have written books. You have been a management consultant yourself. If you have to look back to your journey and see yourself as a teenager boy, how was this, how much of this was planned? And how much of this happened? Like, how did your life journey unfurl? Well, um, thank you. Certainly, so I, I, I grew up probably similar to you, Shredder, in, in rural part of the world. I grew up in very remote New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, Beautiful. On a, on a, you know, I grew up on a sheep farm and my family, you know, had been at the same farm for, for a a very long time they one of the first settlers to arrive in New Zealand in um in 1840 wow. so wow my legacy was was farming and that that was really my you know the thing and that was in my mind where I thought I was going to end up and through fascinating yeah but through circumstance and and, and what have you and, and I guess tragedy to, to the family you know we we, we lost the farm and I, I lost my father oh. and when I was when I was sixteen. So um that was gone. I'm so sorry. And I I ended up um moving countries and moving to the Netherlands and so my my life um was thrown upside down and I had to reinvent who I thought I was going to be at at a at a young age and that breeds a a level of um ambition and determination i think you know when you go through trauma and it's it's very common for entrepreneurs and if if you listen to uh there's a the founders podcast and and the founders podcast is basically a podcast for about founders it's remarkable how often personal tragedy and particularly um with with one's father how how common that is so it's a very common story and I then um I I decided you know to study economics um 
and I, I had to study in the Netherlands because I, I didn't have money to study in, in, in New Zealand and, and what have you. So I studied economics and mathematical economics. And I, I wasn't particularly academic um, growing up. Um, I was actually a very, very poor student. Uh, I, I think, you know, it's probably fairly dyslexic as well, which is another. And so I, I was quite, particularly when I was young, really, I was at a country school with only 20 kids in the, in the entire school. So from the age of wow. five to 13, there were 20. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It was beautiful, by the way, Shadow, stunning. And I can only imagine. Yeah. But so I, I, you know, I suddenly, I always kind of felt that I was bright, but I didn't have the evidence growing up. Um, when I started studying, I got better and better and better to the point where I was getting top grades um, and, you know, my, my thesis that I wrote was put forward to the Journal of the Political Economy. Um, I was rejected by a Nobel laureate, so that was very cool. Should have kept the letter, and but got published, you know, as a master's student. So I, I kind of, and then I moved into, they wanted me to do a PhD and I, I just wanted to earn money. I, I had no money. Um, and so I moved to London, um, with now what is my, my wife and, uh, we, I, I went into management consulting and I absolutely loved management consulting. You know, it was, I, I just threw myself at it, um, and did lots of different types of work. So I, I did uh, supply chain, I did pricing, I did capacity planning, I did org design, um, I did turnaround, I did manufacturing efficiency, so OEE studies, uh, and lots of different industries. So automotive, consumer goods. I, I was um, yeah. 10 years. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I got promoted fairly quickly as well. And I... I, I I really felt that I was going to probably stay there forever. Um, But then... So what happened? So I got... It it was not one thing, and I don't think this podcast is going to be long enough to to answer that question fully. But I I had a number of frustrations. Um, One frustration was a lot of what we were doing was collecting a lot of data and I, I was always good with data and numbers and modeling in Excel. And, and so we took a lot of the data and um, manipulated it, analyzed it, and then visualized it in PowerPoint. And so if you take org design, you know, we, I would do activity analysis um, in Microsoft Access, actually pump a lot of data, visualize the process flows and the activities in PowerPoint. Um, armies of people producing PowerPoint slides uh, and then calculating a lot of maths, maths in Excel and scenarios, counting boxes to the boxes. And it just felt really, really inefficient. And a, a lot of my colleagues were MBAs and they didn't really have a passion for a lot of them for doing numbers and they wanted to move up. And And so I, I just I just felt there's a disconnect and no one liked the PowerPoint. Let's be, I mean, you were at BCG. No one likes doing the PowerPoint. It's just very painful and time consuming. So I thought there has to be a way of unlocking that. So I, I set up a, um, a new type of tech firm. I, I merged 
a, a group of developers that was in, in, in an existing company of, of software developers with a group of analytically, analytically driven uh, management consultants and combine that into a new business. And then, because I didn't know technology, um, I'm an economist by background, and started to develop analytical solutions for clients. So we developed um, in cancer a, a cancer commissioning toolkit. So we could we brought in cancer data from across the country to look at survival rates, benchmarking, um, smoking cessation, uptake of drugs. So across the country. So that was an example of the analytics we were doing. Um, so did lots of work in, in, in pharma as well in those early years, but really wanted to build a product. And the product um, was really the one of my big passions is, is org design, because all the, the work I did, be it the strategy work, there was always an element of org design. And I'd gone back and redeveloped, having done quite a few org design projects. And I, I redeveloped our methodology at my previous firm. And I called it process-led design because it was about the work and then the workforce. And so from first principles, I said, well, I want to create software to solve this problem. And software that, that on an ongoing basis, because I saw the value and the impact of, of org design was really important if you got into the detail of it. And to do that, we needed software. So that was where OrgView was born. And when I was developing the software, um, I was talking to one of my investors and the investor was like, had all these ideas and he's like, why don't you write a book? And I thought, you know, I have to write a book because the methodology came first and then the technology. And so, so, so I, I wrote the first edition of data driven organization design. It, it took me four years. Um, it was really the last year and a half was really intense. Uh, but I found the price. I, a, I loved it. I loved writing. I would never imagine if you would have gone back to me as a boy saying you're going to write a book. There's no way in a million years I thought would have thought that was possible. And and so but it helped me get my thinking right. Um, and and so that was really powerful. And then clearly um, doing a lot of advisory work because it was important to have the because the, the the world is so mature. I mean, you, you know this firsthand, Shredder. So we needed an advisory arm to help our clients. And we also work a lot with other consulting firms and then, and then with the software. So I spent a lot of time traveling the world, um, helping clients, doing some org design work, particularly in the early years, and then scaling up the organization and getting investment and, 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 and growing it. Um, and we and, you know, have been, like many of the practitioners like me, have been so uh, grateful that you took this step because it has made our life so, so easy. Oh, thank you. And I really appreciate it. I mean that. it. I mean it. So thank in you. this journey, which is so fascinating, Rupert, what has been the biggest fulfillment for yourself? The biggest fulfillment? I, 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 I don't know if I can name one. Um, I, I get, what I will tell you is I get a hell of a kick out of, uh, seeing clients use, read the book and come to me and say, this was helpful. This was useful. Um, I, I, I go to conferences a lot and, you know, just recently I was in a conference in Philadelphia and 
there was this lady um, who's doing work and, and, you know, she came up to me and she had the book and she had marks and she's like, just that enthusiasm. So that, that gave me huge uh, satisfaction or, or just seeing, you know, um, meeting someone who's say used Orgview and say, oh, it helped me here. And this was really, that's, that's a real kick. Um, but having said that, I also get a massive kick out of building a business and and actually applying the thinking on the business that I'm doing myself um, and growing it. You know, I, I, I get huge value from that as well. So, but you know, you, you, you get a kick out of seeing your children grow up and mature and I've, I've got three boys and that's, that's a constant kick. So it's, I, I guess I enjoy dreaming. I'm a, I'm a real dreamer and, and then turning some of those dreams in, in, into reality and it, it always takes a lot longer and it's always a lot harder than than you think um or one thinks but it's that's really really fulfilling so th there's a lot of stuff shadow that's a lot. beautiful there that's beautiful rupert so last question for you um what is it about you that we cannot find on linkedin or internet what is it you look like or how do you spend your time? How do you, um, how, what motivates you personally? Um, there's a couple of questions there. Uh, I know, I'm sorry. What, let good. me just rephrase it. No, no, so, it's fine. I, I, can, I, can, um, I can unpick that. But let me, let me, let me unpick. So I, what about me that is not, um, first question, you know, so I, love rugby i coach rugby i've been coaching rugby now for over 12 years um i used to play it um you know growing up and as a young adult uh but i i like doing lots of other sport um i've done i'm a real sucker for pain so i've done uh three ironman races um i've done a couple of 10k swims and you know marathons and so I enjoy putting myself out there and challenging myself. Um, at the moment, I'm doing boxing. That's a lot of challenging. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm doing boxing with um, one of my sons and we go to a boxing club and we're doing sparring. And so I, I, I like to be active, I you know, um, as much as possible. It, I, I love, I'm, I'm not a great cook, sure you're a great cook, I, I do enjoy doing a barbecue I'm, I'm playing to my stereotype um but i i enjoy just being with friends i'm not let me put it this way i'm not the sort of person that likes to go clubbing um i'd, I'd much rather sit with someone in front of a, a fire drinking a whiskey um having a really intense conversation I, I love uh, when I'm in New Zealand, we, we've got a, um, a small beach house, the mouth of a river and walking and getting um, fish and then preparing the fish and cooking that and being driven by the tide and totally uh, detoxed from, um, from everything that's electronic. Um, so those sorts of things, you know, really, really motivate me. Like you, I like playing games. Um, when we're on holiday, we play a lot of bridge. Um, not particularly good at bridge, but we, we play a lot of it. We also do quite a few board games. My, my wife especially loves board games. Um, so just, you know, I'm, I'm, I love reading. Um, 
and and writing and, and creating and I, I guess at, at my heart I'm, I'm really an entrepreneur which I didn't realize growing up but it's just you know that's really what I am what do you look forward to in 2023 um we are recording this in 2023 we are halfway mark into this year what is that one thing that you look forward to <laughs> I uh I have to break it. I have to de- I have to break that apart. So this is the personal and professional. Okay. Um, so if I, the, on, on the personal, I, I look forward to watching my boys play rugby um, when the rugby season starts again in uh, September. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I actually look forward to the Rugby World Cup. So I'm a, probably a little bit boring in terms of that answer for most of the people listening. Um, and, and we've got a holiday and, and, in a few weeks with the family to me because I really, really look forward to that and just spending time. Mm-hmm. Um, professionally, I look forward to actually getting responses from people to this podcast. Um, I, trying, you know, this trying to get people to adopt all viewing and, you know, the things that were changing to, you know, to get reactions to that. Um, and I also have another business that I'm focused on and, and, getting that business live and, and, and working as well. So there's a lot professionally that I'm, I'm busy with. Um, and I'm actually, I'm writing another book, which um, I have to get done by, by Christmas, according to the publisher. So um, again, I'm a sucker for putting a lot of food on my plate. Um, so getting all that done. So watch all the space, but that's, that's, there's a lot to look forward to in uh, 2023. And there's a lot that we look forward to coming out of your shop, Rupert. So all the best for all the endeavors that you have. And I hope you continue to enjoy your personal and professional journey. Thank Thank you so much for sharing yourself with us. Thank you. Cheers.